Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Um, I think that episode was so good. I finally actually have things to say. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I'm like, I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, I don't really have that much to say. Really? Like, you, did you think that was not a good episode? Okay, so basically here's what's going on in my life. So then you'll understand why, like, Bachelor's okay. not really. Okay, so, right. on, <laughs> so on Monday, aka yesterday, I obviously went to work as per usual, drove with Becca as per usual, mm-hmm. hadn't seen her all weekend, didn't drive with her all last week. She last week took a COVID test just because, because somebody in her class like was potentially exposed and she got all paranoid. So she took an at-home yeah. test, like not really like thinking anything like that kid's test came out negative. She like almost didn't send it in, but she was like, I'm just going to like be like, I just want to know like what it says. She got the results on Monday, an hour into the school day that she was positive. So had to immediately leave school. I had to like call the office and be like, um, I drove with her. So now I've been right. exposed what do you want me to do? They were like, get the fuck out of school. So I was like, okay. Then my principal was like, did you drive home with her? I was like, well, how else was I getting home? Like, yeah, I had to drive home with her. Like, right. It's 45 minutes away. I'm not going to walk. I can't call my mom to drive me home and expose her. Right. So I had to like call Adam. Cause obviously he hadn't been exposed yet. And he works with his dad every day. So he had, to, so I had to like, yesterday I had to leave school, teach from Becca and Alyssa's living room, so that I wouldn't come back in our apartment. So Adam could come to the apartment, oh. get his stuff. He's like living right. with his parents for two weeks. And I'm here all alone now, quarantining. I can't go That's back to crazy. work. Just Does Becca have any okay. symptoms of COVID? No. Not one symptom. That's what they like couldn't, like that's the nurse kept being like, if you had symptoms, like why did you come into school? And she's like, I didn't have symptoms and I haven't right. been exposed to a case. Like the only reason I took the test was because there was a kid in my class who potentially was exposed and I started to get paranoid. Like if she had never taken that test, like mm-hmm. nobody would have ever known. Yeah, that's so scary and so weird. Just wild. And I literally didn't see her all of last week, just the way that our schedules worked out. Like we didn't mm-hmm. drive to work together. So if I did not go to school with her on fucking Monday morning, I would be fine. But now I have right. to quarantine. And obviously I can't get the test yet because I was only exposed yesterday. Right, right, right. So I have to like wait. So that's like just the background of my life. Oh my God. Honestly, I feel fine about school because I can do most of the teaching online. They, like, they got a sub for me next week. But I just feel bad for Adam because he like had to move out of our apartment. Right. I mean, that's, it's just crazy. And and now you have to like sit there and be like, okay, am I going to get COVID in the next five days? Or like, what's up? I'm just like, my throat is my Waiting for it. I know. Just waiting for it to hit me. Yeah. And it's just so weird because it's like, literally it's been like, like a day and a half, but I feel so lonely. I don't, I don't know how any of you did the quarantine thing alone. Yeah, I mean, the quarantine thing alone was tough, but... I don't know how I'm going to make it even two weeks. I don't think I realized, like, how much I relied on being with another person. Like, I was like, oh, it's just me and Adam. Like, it's so lonely. But, like, no, it's not because you, like, can You have a person to talk to. Yeah, yeah. You can have a hug, like, if you feel sad. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. No, I found myself talking a lot to just, like the mailman or like the lady at the grocery store, I'd be like, I, I'm never down to have a conversation literally ever. But then <laughs> at the grocery store, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be like so chatty because I right. actually hadn't spoken to a person in like literally days. I'm having a lot of fake conversations in my head with my therapist is what I've been doing. That's good. You know, whatever gets you like through, that works. My, my session, like, oh, I'm going to say this. And oh my God. So yeah. So I was like, Oh, can't wait to talk to Jackie. That'll be a human being. You're my human for the day. Yay. (laughs) I'm so honored. (sighs) Well, okay. Yeah. So you've had more important things going on in your life than, but I can still talk about the bachelor, but I was just like, okay, it's hard to, yeah, no, that's crazy. (laughs) And it's crazy that you just have to like sit and wait and like see if you get it or not. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's also wild that Becca had literally no symptoms. Do you think nope. maybe she'll get symptoms in a couple days? We are who like, knows, right? Like we're whatever. wondering, but she took the test on like Thursday. So she was positive last week. So, so like she's only, right. So it's kind of been a while now. That yeah. She's only potentially has right. like a day or two left to even show symptoms. Like she just might not show any, that's what's so, and I've been ta- obviously ta- calling my mom like every day. And that's what we've been talking about. Like, that's just what's so scary about the whole thing is like, 
any of us could have it at any given point and truly have no idea. Yeah. That is really scary. Well, it's also, I don't know if I told you this, like a group of my friends from college, like literally all got COVID and I had seen them. Yes. The day. I remember that. Yeah. And what was crazy is that every single one of them were exposed on the same day. Like they all had dinner with their roommate's boyfriend on Friday. They all hung out and like that, then they all got COVID, but they all got symptoms on different days and they all had different symptoms, but they all got it from the same place and were exposed for the same amount of time. That's what's so crazy about it. Like, right. So she could be like no symptoms and I could be fucking hospitalized by the end of the week. Like who knows? Right. I mean, I, I think that's very unlikely. I don't think you should worry about being hospitalized, but yeah, like literally you could, which is crazy. I know. All right. Well, I just have to update you before we started the pod, you know? No, that is honestly, this, this was a good conversation. This was good content. Like I might leave it in because it's out of control. Um, (laughs) free introduction, by the way, everybody, (laughs) this could happen to anyone. Yeah. Wear your masks. I don't know how to stress this enough. Like, I know it's the holidays. We think we're, like, kind of out of the pandemic because there's a vaccine on the horizon. But, like, we are not. No. LA just went into another lockdown. Well, I'm sorry that this is happening. Oh, that's all right. I'm just ready for it to be over with. Yeah. Great. So, The Bachelor. (laughs) Anyway, it's The Bachelor. (laughs) Okay. Well, I actually think this is the first good episode that we've had in quite a while since, like, all the Claire and Dale stuff. Wow. I can't wait to hear why you think that. I'm excited. I just feel like so much happened and I feel like I'm finally at a point where I actually care about these people and the relationships that are happening because that's why I don't like the beginning episodes because it's so fluff. You're still getting to know everyone and now I have genuine opinions about who I want Tasha to end up with and it's getting down to the wire now. Like next week's, they're down to four because it'll be hometowns. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting down to it. I'm starting to feel things. I didn't know I could feel. <gasps> Amazing. Wait, you also, you didn't do the introduction. Yeah. Oh, true. Should hello, hello. In case you guys are still listening to this. No, I'll have to put this in the beginning. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am Jackie Maroney here with Erin McNaught, and we are going to give you some hot takes about this episode of The Bachelorette with our girl Tisha because it was one of the best episodes I personally feel that I have seen in a long, long time. How do you feel, Erin? Um, I feel like it was a good episode and I can't wait to hear why you think it was one of the best episodes in a long, long time. I think it's up there with the, with the quality of episode that we have been seeing. So I want to know what happened in this episode that like made you turn the page. Well, there so much happened. Like, oh my God. So I feel like that was last week for me. Yeah. No, you were really into the episode last week and I, I liked not. last week a lot. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay, I guess my first take would be, first off, the fact that she even kept Blake from the first rose ceremony. Then, first off, a lot of guys went home in the beginning of this episode, and the fact that she kept Blake was so random to me. I was like, really? Like, out of, like, keep Spencer. I don't know. I did not understand that. And then, not only that, she gives him a one-on-one. I'm like, I do not understand this at all. But then as the episode went on, I was like, I think she's giving him a one-on-one because she's actually going to send him home because he's the only one that she sure should not be in the top four. Because then all the guys that are left that were on the group day, I was like, shit, she has like a tough decision to make because there's a lot of great relationships here with a lot of great guys. I don't know who it would be to narrow it down to four. I mean, I have an opinion, but I could be totally wrong. It's like not obvious, you know? Yes. Completely. Yeah. I think that's why she kept Blake to send him just home from the one-on-one. I was wondering to myself, as the producers sat around and said to each other, which one are we going to keep to be the sucker to go on this date to get sent home? What is it about Blake that they decided to pick? I thought that he had been sent home and I was very (laughs) confused when they went to like the couch thing and he was sitting on the couch. I was like, who? What? How is he still here? Like, I'm yeah. just like, I just missed that whole little segment where he even got a rose to begin with. I just assumed that he had left, but I was wrong. Right. Yeah. So that, that one kind of bothered me. I don't know. Do you have any other opinions on, on another well, we, take? We haven't seen Blake and Tasha ha- really even have a conversation. Right. Um, so I'm just assuming that the producers, the powers that be uh, think, predict that Blake will give them some sort of drama. He will confess some emotions that he doesn't really feel. They'll get some sort of drama out of it. Whereas if it had been 
maybe somebody else, it wouldn't have been. I thought Damar was a loss. He seems like a really cool guy. I hope to see him back at Paradise. I didn't yeah, but that was another one where I was like, time. I've never seen you talk to Tasha ever. So like, no, I don't think that he really had a connection with Tasha. But yeah, he seems like a catch. Like I, I would hope to see him again. Um, yeah. But everybody else, I mean, you know, Ed, always sad to see Ed go, miss out I on. I hate Ed. I, I, what was the issue he had? He had, like, drama early on. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember not liking him. He had drama with Jason, with your boy. Oh, with my, well, that's why I didn't like him. Don't mess with my boyfriend, Jason. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I thought, great take. Love it. Totally agreed. Um, okay. I didn't really order mine, so I'm just going to, like, go in order of that's what fine. I have on my list. So, for the Bennett Noah extravaganza, I do not believe that anyone was questioning Tasha's integrity. I don't think that Tasha knows what integrity means. <laughs> it just does not make any sense in the context that she used it, that Noah used it. I don't think that Bennett's saying. I don't think she's going to end up with you questions her integrity. He was not saying, I don't know why she would ever keep you or give you a rose. He's just saying, I think by the end, she's going to realize you're not the one for her. And that's it. That's my prediction. That says nothing about Tasha's character or her honesty right. or her truthfulness. Well, and this has come up a lot for her too, where I think she's very, very sensitive. Because wasn't that the whole thing with Noah a couple episodes back where- yeah. I don't even remember what he said, but yeah, it was the same conversation. He of like, told her that the guys were questioning her integrity. That's where uh, she got that in her uh, head because he made that up because he also doesn't know what integrity means clearly. Yeah. Clearly no one understands the meaning of this word. I will hand it. I will give him one point, which is that he, he is right. People shouldn't be talked down to the way that Bennett was talking down to him. Yeah. Bennett was certainly talking down to him and he shouldn't be spoken to that way. But I stand by my previous beliefs that Noah is extremely manipulative in the most dangerous way, which is that his manipulation is not obvious, right? It kind of like made me think about Luke P. Luke mm -hmm. P was very manipulative, but it was a little bit more obvious because he was more intense about it. Yeah. So it, you know, as a viewer, you could watch it and go, oh, this is, the, you know, Hannah's being manipulated. But watching Noah, even in the scene with Tasha, where he starts to cry, that was not genuine emotion. That was not, because later on, he downplayed it in the interview and was like, I don't really know why I got choked up. You got choked up because you knew if you showed any sort of emotion, she, and what happened? She turned around and was apologizing to him. It was yeah. so manipulative. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it is so subtle that it's something that I don't even really pick up on that much. Be, but yet I find myself constantly confused. I'm like, yes. wait, why is she so into Noah? What are we even talking about yes. right now? Like what? And I guess that is a sign of, of someone being manipulative because they're they're changing a narrative to be whatever they want it to be. And yes. I'm like, I'm not even sure what the narrative fucking is here. I don't right. get why Tasha likes him because to me, it seems like she does have a weird soft spot for him. And I am like, not getting it. Mm -hmm. Why is this continuing to happen? Because he's super manipulative, but in a really subtle and clever way, which is how most people are manipulative. And that's how most people don't realize that they're being manipulated. If you're manipulated by somebody, you're not stupid. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. That's what, that's what manipulation is. It's those little moves that somebody makes to make you feel confused, to make you feel like you're questioning what the truth is, to make you feel like, oh, I did something wrong. I have to apologize. Like the second she started to say sorry to him, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, but like, what is he? He didn't do anything gain? wrong. Like, I feel like in the Luke P situation, I think it was very much like he liked Hannah and he was trying to he was a grass Hannah aligned yeah, with like his, his religious values and like was trying to push it to be this thing in a very toxic way. What is Noah gain from any of this? Like Tasha clearly like kind of likes him. She's keeping him around. What is he trying to like do? I just, I don't get I just it. think that some people like, I don't think he knows that he's doing it. I think that some people mm -hmm. just are that way. That's how they learn to socialize with other human beings. I'm sure he's like that in his regular life. Yeah. I'm sure he has plenty of ex-girlfriends that are going, wait a second. He said that to me <laughs> or he did that to me yeah. or whatever. Well, so what do you think about Bennett? Um, so 
with Bennett, obviously, I think I like wrote something down about Bennett. My opinions on Bennett changed so much throughout this whole episode, though. Did they really? Okay, you By tell the me. End, about I was that. like, oh my god, he's a serial killer. Like he was being so <laughs> creepy. I literally wrote down he is acting like a serial killer when he came back at the end and was like, Tasha, actually, I love you. Not because I feel like he didn't mean that it just like his demeanor was so stiff it was so calculated he was like weirdly like smiley but in a very awkwardly calm way where he was like showing not really any emotion in a situation that probably required emotion because it's like you're literally showing up at a girl's doorstep and telling her you love her why are you like so calm I don't know and then I was also mad that they showed a spoiler in the promo that he obviously stays so right I kind of have this theory about Bennett as you're talking I'm like hmm I think I have this theory about Bennett that he actually has like so like there's social like he does not have social skills and I wonder in his childhood if this was something that he really struggled with like getting along with people socially I mean I'm gonna make some assumptions here about Bennett he went to Harvard right so obviously Mm -hmm. he is pretty book smart and intelligent maybe he was a smart kid maybe he was really good at school but maybe socially he really didn't have it all together which would explain why he's so obsessed with emotional intelligence and right and what the right things to do are to be a person and interact with other people because that's kind of what I was reflecting on a lot watching this episode tonight he seemed to really be very obsessive about the rules of here is how you emotionally communicate with other people it feels like something that maybe he struggled with that he's worked on and tried to research so he's like okay how can I socialize better so we have a few possibilities here he could be someone who just struggled socially so overcompensates with his humor overcompensates by playing up the rich boy like i went to harvard thing yeah yeah doing a lot of overcompensating and maybe he truly does love taisha but just doesn't have the emotional bandwidth to understand to that's just not how he emotes and that's just Mm -hmm. something he struggled with or He's a sociopath and had to study emotional intelligence to figure out how, how to, to actually yes. act like a person that is not a psychopath or a sociopath because obviously they are unable to do those things, but they are highly intelligent and able to study those things and imitate those things. That was my yeah. first thought. And then my second thought, my, my first one was, <laughs> is to be nice, but that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. <laughs> yeah, no, by the end, I was like, oh my God, this man is a sociopath. Um, which, okay, I would like to retract in the sense that, like, I am not a medical, uh, mental health <laughs> professional, so to call someone a sociopath with absolutely no diagnosis whatsoever is not okay, and I shouldn't say that, but you guys get the the vibe of what I'm saying. Right. Um, it's just so interesting how we, like, we think of these things so differently, because I also thought in the beginning of the episode, his whole fixation on the emotional intelligence thing, and the box, and the and the props, like, it was all weird, and my first thought was, like, he's being set up by producers like he didn't get this box himself like he someone told him this would be like a good thing to like do on the show and explain to Noah and like clearly it wasn't because he looked so weird and it didn't play well with Tasha. um and so then my first question was like why is Bennett being set up by producers to like do something weird um but then towards the end I was like oh no I think he just is weird I, also I don't really know where com- I stand on that it could be a combination because that's a good third theory and it's totally plausible that yeah. the box thing was a setup. Even him coming back could have been a setup from producers. He well, Because totally. as we've said before, he seems very gung-ho to play the game. This could all be just part of him playing the game. He knows he's going to get some more airtime, some more buzz if he comes back, makes a scene, that whole thing. Right, right. So we could be yeah, just underestimating his business savvy. But I don't get why Tasha's allowing it to happen. You know, like, sure, he can come back and be like, hey, can I talk to you one more time? Tasha is like into it though. Like, with these guys, there are so many amazing guys. Why is she wasting her time with the Bennett's and the Noah's of the world? Also, come on, Tasha. We even if you're gonna let, even if you like Bennett for whatever reason and you're gonna let him stay for a couple more episodes, he is not your husband. Like, we know that. I know that, you know that, like, why would you keep him? I don't, I just don't get why she would let him come back. 
I thought that was interesting as well. But she, when she was talking to Noah, she said something along the lines of, or no, when she was talking to Bennett on the two-on-one, she kind mm-hmm. of said, you know, you make me feel like I've never, like nobody else has ever made me feel. And we know that we're, we don't end up getting all the footage that they shoot. So I'm wondering if maybe Bennett and Tasha had a deeper connection than yeah. we realized because the producers decided we need to cut this out if it's going to be believable that he's crazy. Right. I know. There's so much that we don't see and so much that's like so We like, are being manipulated, so it's hard to know what's true. So true. Yeah, you're But right. I think we've come up with some really solid theories for the Bennett situation. Yes, I think and so. And I too. hope I hope he comes to paradise so that we can get like a fuller view of him. Just the same way that paradise was helpful for us to get a better understanding of Nick, mm-hmm. I think it will also be helpful for us to get a better understanding of Bennett because I truly yes. hated Nick Vial hated until he was on paradise and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look, he's got like girlfriends. He's so nice. Oh, he's a decent dude." But it took right. two two full seasons of me watching him like it, they just did not paint him in a good light. So I'm yeah. wondering if Paradise would be helpful to Bennett or it'll show us, no, nope, he's really a sociopath. Yeah, it's only time, time will tell. tell. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I this is a two-parter. First one, mm-hmm. Zach C. getting emotional about Tasha meeting his family slash I'm in love with him. Like, he is so, like, cutie. I love Zach C. Um... Wow. Why are you making that face? I just feel like that's kind of a big turnaround from you. I've since the beginning, I've been like Zaxi and you've been like, he's from New Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I feel like he was just, I didn't dislike him, but yeah, I didn't really like him. I was like, he's just okay. He's just there. But I think seeing him, even in the short amount of time we've seen him on the show, he's grown so much with Taysha and seeing them together. I'm like, oh, you like you really like this girl and you really care for her. You can just tell that their connection is different in some way. Um, But I am kind of scared he's going to get his heart broken at the end. It's going to be really, really sad. Um, So overall, I was just like, ah, Zaxi's like cutie and we are into it. But something I thought was interesting that came up in this episode is that obviously it ended up not really being a thing. And Zaxi was like, oh, haha, I cheated on my sixth, grade girlfriend or whatever it was. Um, but then we started having a conversation, me and my roommates slash friends when we were watching it. Cause I was like, I, cause Tasha for Tasha, that's a huge deal. Her ex-husband cheated on her, but I was like, I don't think cheating is a deal breaker slash. I think relationships are just like so complex. Everything's so every relationship's different. Relationships are complicated. Things are nuanced. Like, I don't believe in the saying, once a cheater, always a cheater. So I just thought that would be, like, an interesting tidbit to discuss because I'm curious what you think. It's funny because I wrote down the same exact thing. I wrote down Jackie if she believes once a cheater, always a cheater. (laughs) So it sounds like you don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. I have a hard – I don't know. I I don't think that I believe it. Um, I don't don't think that I believe it because I do think that – people are able to change and mature and grow and do better. Well, and and also too, I think cheating is not like, cheating is a sign of a relationship not working, right? And it's like a pretty shitty action that you take, but it's not like the root cause of the problem. Like, oh, you just like are a cheater. So you just like cheat on people. Like you start cheating when the relationship is not getting something that you need, you know? Sure. 100, 100%, you may not be getting something that you need, but you also are responsible for communicating that you're oh, not totally, getting what you need. totally, So I, obviously I was cheated on in a previous relationship. Not oh, like- I forgot about that, super honestly. serious, Jeez. but I was cheated on and then stayed in that relationship like a low self-esteem college loser. Uh, <laughs> learned a lot, but I think- once a cheater in a relationship, that's a really hard thing to come back from. Yeah, I would agree. Even with if that. you try to convince yourself that you you're over it and it's fine and you trust the person, like you it, you don't, you won't. Um, so I, I I believe that. Like once you've mm-hmm. cheated in a relationship, once you've made that choice, like that's kind of it. And I don't care how drunk you are. Yeah, I agree. With that I don't too. I don't believe that that's really an excuse because listen. 
your girl has been plenty drunk and has done plenty regrettable things. But that I have not done because at the end of the day, it really comes down to like in your heart and soul, like even if you're blacked out, what do you stand, like, wh- where are you in your relationship? Are you happy? Or right, you? right. Well, so I also have, I've never cheated in a relationship, but, and also have never been cheated on that I know of. So, um, mm. I don't really know how I would actually feel in the situation, but I do think again, like if you are drunk and you cheat, it's not an excuse, but it's a symptom of a larger problem that right. deep down this was something you wanted to do. Like, um, and yes. maybe you don't want, you wouldn't have admitted that to yourself sober or you wouldn't have acted on it sober, but like right. those feelings are there. But I do think there's a different level of like, um, like getting really drunk and doing something stupid that you regret slash can acknowledge, okay, that's because there's something that's not going right here. It's right. different than like keeping it going and like sobering, oh, like yes. lying to someone and sneaking yeah. around. Like, I, I also think there's different levels of cheating 100%. too. So it's like so complicated and so it is tricky. So when people like Tasha say blanket statement, cheating's a deal breaker. Goodbye. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. But I don't know if that makes me sound like a weak person, but I don't know. But at the same time for her, I do, I do think that that's, I think that's valid, right? If you're looking for a lifetime partner, Mm-hmm. If that is something for you, where even knowing that they did that to a past partner, if you're not ever, if you know yourself, you're not ever going to be able to get past that, move on past that. It's always going to be a piece of doubt in the back of your yeah, mind. True. And yeah, that that's not your partner. That's not going to work for you. So I think her knowing what her boundary is and knowing what she's looking for, I think is fine. But I also yeah. don't think that it means that if you are with somebody who cheated or has cheated in the past, or even if you stayed with somebody who's cheated, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're wrong. It's just, everybody's going to have different boundaries and different priorities. And every story is different, right? I mean, in the end, Zach had cheated, but it was in sixth grade. So she deemed like, okay, that's fine. I can still build trust with this person. Right. Right. So I think that it's just going to be different for everybody and everybody has the right to kind of draw their own Totally. Yeah. Boundary. So I think that's, I think that's where I stand too. Wow. You're so but great. Dis- great discussion though. Yeah, no, I, I do that think we both were thinking of bringing it up. Yeah. It is really interesting because it's not something we think about too often. And you're right. There are a lot of levels of cheating of what is, what is cheating, right? There's emotional cheating. There's, there's all sorts of yeah, true. cheating. And some people were the person that was cheated with, and they stay with that person for a really long time. Yeah. Like Wallace Simpson and Edward VIII. <laughs> oh, okay. Very specific examples. I've been watching a lot of The Crown, so they're on my mind. Oh, what season are you on? Are you on the newer season? No, I'm still in season one. I'm only like eight episodes in. Oh, oh, great show. Um, I'm on I'm loving season it. three. I'm on the Helena Bonham Carter one, but I want to get to the Diana one, but well that's work what it. made me start well I had just finished that book about Megan and Harry and learned all about the royal family and then I was like okay let me try the crown again and now I actually understand what's going on I'm like obsessed with the British history we watched the king's speech this weekend oh wow so you're like um, in really deep yeah I'm like get I just I think the history f- aspect of it is very interesting so yeah, it is so that's what I've been getting into so the whole time we were talking about cheating I'm literally thinking about Edward VIII which one is Edward VIII? Um, George the Sixth's brother, who abdicated this. Who abdicated oh, okay, the, the, the one who abdicated. Got it. Got yes. it. For Wallace Simpson, who was a twice divorcee mm-hmm. and started her thing with him when she was still married. So that's yes, why. Yes, I remember this now from the crown. You know, having an obsessive personality is just exhausting. You just can't. Yeah, it seems like it. You should get into like the deep conspiracies of the royal family too. I'm actually listening to a podcast right now about Diana being murdered. It's called, um, shoot, I don't know. It's called like things you're wrong about or it's something like that. Good podcast. Um, Look into that. But yeah, like the history is very interesting, but they're sketchy. They have too much power, honestly. They are sketchy as fuck. They can do like media blackouts on things that they don't want to get out there. It's like, no one should have that power. It's Okay. I know. Anyway. It's fascinating though. I know now that you're in the hole, it's going to, it's going to get real deep. Real well, quick. especially because of how I obsess over things and just, there's so much to consume, right? So yeah, I'm starting like with limitless account, information on this. But then something yeah. will happen and I'll be like, oh, wasn't the King's speech about these characters? Now I have to watch the King's speech. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will just get worse and worse as we kind of go through these years of British history. 
I'm obsessed with Winston Churchill. I just want to know everything about him. Also a very messed up person, like not condoning and saying he's the greatest, but I just, the way that history takes these people and like paints them in this light of like, these huge people it's like okay but like why were you a huge person and what did you do and what great things did you do and how are you messed up it's just so interesting to me anyways this yeah. is a history podcast now <laughs> <laughs> yeah tune in next week when we talk about i don't know what's another history thing well i'm also reading a book called the book of longings and it's about um it's a fictional book about this woman who's basically married to jesus christ so it's fictional, but it takes place in like Jerusalem. Like, I don't even, yeah. couldn't even tell you what year, like long, 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 long time. Like ago. in Jesus years. So in like Jesus zero, time. zero AD. Get to know it, people. <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit with historical context. I can't even pronounce all of the names in the book. I feel very dumb. <laughs> I don't have That's the okay. biblical like references in right, my mind right, right, to understand right. everything. I mean, yeah, that. That was a weird time. There was a lot going on back then. What's happening? All right. And that's a wrap on History Corner. I'm trying to think what other hot takes I have. I know. As we're like talking about this, I'm like scrolling through my notes. I'm like, okay, but do I have anything else to say? I feel like I'm just going to jump right into my, oh, I have, okay. Well, I have one minor one, which is that Mm -hmm. I really want Riley to be my lawyer. Like I would like to keep him on retainer. But when, he, Actually, when okay. they walked into the room and they saw the lie detector test, my true crime brain went, these are inaccurate and you should never take a lie detector test and never let anyone force you to take a lie detector test. They're not accurate. They're messed up. And then he literally said, I refuse to let my clients take a lie detector test. They're not accurate. And I was like, oh, yes. Okay. You're hired. And that was it. That's my only take there. And I just liked that moment. That's your only take. Okay. But my take on Riley is like, what happened to him? <laughs> like, because he finally, so first off, we thought that when the lie detector test said that his name, what, that he was lying about his name, we thought, okay, this is like a stupid lie detector. It's obviously getting shit wrong. But then when it turned out that he was actually, Mashima was telling the truth. So he was lying. And then he finally told his story. I was really interested to hear it. And I understand that it was incredibly difficult for him, but I still don't really understand like what happened in the story. I feel like he danced around a lot of topics. Cause I mean, it's clearly something that's probably very difficult for him to talk about slash probably didn't want to say a lot on national television, but I'm still confused. My interpretation from what he shared was his parents got divorced Mm-hmm. His dad was dishonest in that divorce in some capacity to be the one to end up with custody, mm-hmm. lied about the mom throughout their lives together. At some point as an adult, Riley finds out about those lies and kind of is like team mom and gets into some sort of big fight with his dad. My assumption was that his dad is no longer alive. Well, that's what I couldn't figure out. I was like, did his dad die or is his dad just like dead in his heart in that like he changed his name from his dad's name he doesn't want to be associated with him anymore and yeah. he doesn't talk to him it could that's really what I go figure out. either way but overall i mean one lie detector tests are bs and that lie detector test was such bs i mean they didn't even have a i don't trained, know all the things were like true kind of they didn't even have a trained person there they didn't have all the heart rate monitors and stuff like an actual lie detector test isn't hooked up that way. It was a screensaver with the little, like it was not legitimate. Clearly they just, the producers had asked them questions. The producers knew the answers to yeah. these questions and pressed the buttons that would make the most drama. The producers planned the questions and then pressed the buttons. Right. That makes sense, especially because they needed to, if Riley was to go to hometowns, they need to have this conversation about his family and the whole situation now. So like they had to like kind of force it to happen because Riley was clearly not going to bring that up on his own. Now I'm like- Sorry to like rain on the parade of anybody who like believed in lie detector. I believe in lie detector tests and I believed in that one and I still do. Jackie, never take a lie detector test. Do not ever in a court of law take one because you could go to jail for something you didn't do because you accidentally failed a lie detector test because they're not accurate. Okay. That's good to know. And if I am ever in a situation where I need to take one. I'll say no. But if I'm just taking one for fun and it's not in any legal capacity, I'm going to do it. I really would like to take one. 
That's okay. Okay. Also, just while we're on the topic, blood spatter is also not an accurate form of science for a court of law. What does that mean? Like tracking blood? Yeah. So for a really long time, like in crime scenes, people would use blood spatter patterns to Mm -hmm. basically convict someone of a crime and say, this is the reason they did it because the blood spatter looks like this. And that's been something that's also been disproved. Okay. So I think we're going to start a history slash true crime <laughs> podcast and like ditch the whole bachelor thing. Cause I think you know more about those things. I have a lot of passions. <laughs> yeah. You're just so versatile. You know, you can just, you know, make any part of The Bachelor just go to something else, I guess. Sorry. that I Another is, tangent. I, no, good. <laughs> Guys, you're never going to be listening to a podcast that talks about The Bachelorette, true crime, how to get out of like a lie detector test when you're <laughs> arrested, slash a history lesson all in one podcast, like all in 50 minutes. Oh my God. How lucky are you listeners right now? You're welcome, everyone. You are welcome. I think that was all I was going to say about Riley. Oh, but the one thing I was actually also going to say is I think Tasha really cares about him and really empathizes with his story, but I don't really see a strong emotional connection there. So I didn't have him in my top four as people who would be going to hometowns, but now because he has such a weird family situation, I'm like, I think they might bring him to hometowns, in which case I was already having a hard time narrowing it down to four. Now I have to really narrow it down to three. Mm. Ah, I get a lot of just friends vibes from oh. Riley. Yeah. Santasha. That's a great point. I wonder if she will go home with him, but I kind of hope not. It seems like it might almost be, like, too much. Yeah, like, I just don't heavy think... shit that, like, is... But the, they did the thing with Dean and Dean's dad or whatever. Like, they love to exploit things despite how heavy and personal they are, so... Right. So I hope, for everyone's sake, that they don't do that. I think... I think Tasha knows that she's not going to end up with Riley, so it would be mm -hmm. wrong of her to go and open all those wounds of bringing cameras into his yeah. family if she knows she's not going to end up with him. I agree. That would be really messed up. So yeah. don't do it, Tasha. Okay, so then who's your top four? I think mine's Ben, Zach, C, Ivan. And I always had like a rando. I was saying Noah initially, but then another spoiler, Noah was in the men tell all. So I think that means it's not him. He was in the preview for it. Sitting was there. he sitting in the audience or on the hot seat? Mm, he was just sitting with like all the guys, I think. It was unclear in the promo. Um, so now I'm like, shoot, who else is there? B-Money. I don't think it's B-Money. Actually, he had like kind of a not good conversation with Tasha this week. I feel like yeah. it was his fall from grace. He's starting to panic a little bit, which I don't blame him because it's like he knows he loves me. So right. he's having a hard right. time. No, he does seem like he's starting to panic. But I would say my top four, I just can't abandon him. So would be... B Money, Ben, Ivan, and Zaxi. Because I don't want to deal with Noah anymore, but I could see Noah squeaking in there. Yeah, I also well, wonder I think who else would be an option. Who else is even still there? Because it's not going to be Blake. We've already said we don't oh, really- Oh, Bennett! Fucking Bennett! I was going to say, unless Bennett squeaks in there. That would be a shocker. I actually That would be an interesting hometown, too. I, I would enjoy watching that. I would be okay if that happened. That would be a fun twist to me. Okay, wait, now it's Bennett. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bennett's in the top like, four. Like, we know he's rich, but, like, is his family rich? Is he, like, actually waspy, or is he just, like, a boy who went to Harvard and then, like, became rich? What's the vibe? We must know. What does he – what stocks is he invested in? What does yeah. his portfolio look like? Would love to get some great advice on my own <laughs> little yeah. tiny portfolio. Exactly. Um, I think the last thing that I just want to comment on, obviously – Ben just fell even more into the sweetheart of Bachelor Nation vibes with his mm -hmm. opening up about his struggles in this episode. I thought it was very, yeah. very brave. My mouth, yes. my jaw truly dropped when he said what he said. Um, yeah. I was blown away that anyone would be so honest on national television about a topic that is so difficult to talk about. And as happy as I was to see this talked about on national TV. Obviously I was uncomfortable that his sister didn't even know. And he's saying it like, there's just an ickiness yeah. there that you're happy. 
you know, like if you put yourself in the situation of the sister or of Ben and you think you're, you're saying that your sister saved your life, but she doesn't even know that. And now on national TV with this girl that you met a few weeks ago, you're going to have your, this is where you're going to say this, like Mm -hmm. something about that just feels uncomfortable to watch. But my biggest take of this whole thing, and this is about what we saw today, but also last week's episode, if they're going to be getting into these deep levels of trauma that they have been, which there's definitely something really powerful about that. And I don't think that they should stop doing that. If people are comfortable with it, they need to be putting trigger warnings in the episodes Yeah, because you're just sitting there watching an episode of the bachelor. And all of a sudden someone on TV is talking about suicide for a lot of people that is extremely triggering to watch Yeah. yeah, or eating disorders or abuse or there's so many topics that have come up that I think you 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 as a show you have a responsibility to warn viewers especially because it's the bachelor especially because it's like you don't go into it thinking that's going to happen when you watch a, a family drama where you've seen the trailer and you can kind of get an idea of what the show's going to be about or or some sort of like dramatic tv show you as a consumer as a as a consumer of that content mm-hmm. can say, okay, there's a likely chance that something, if I have something that's really triggering to me, that's, that may end up coming up in this episode where you can like do the research to figure it out. But when you turn on the bachelorette, you're not really expecting to kind of be hit with those things. So as much as I thought it was great that they put the national suicide prevention hotline and all that mm-hmm. information up, that was important. I, I think moving forward, they can put something at the start of the episode, some sort of trigger warning, just to kind of be respectful of people's trauma. Absolutely. I totally agree. That was my take on that. Add. Yeah, no, that was a beautiful <laughs> that way into to the say. suggestion box. Yeah. So we also give mental health advice, people. So <laughs> all of these things in one podcast, like you are We're very so lucky. well-rounded. I know. <laughs> but I think that Ben is going to end up with Tasha, And if Ben doesn't end up with Tasha, Ben will at some point become The Bachelor. Really? Yes. I think... Just the social I don't media response. Okay. Interesting. The social media response to him has been the strongest response that I have seen on yeah. both TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. I just feel like he is blowing up in a way that people are like <gasps> cherishing him. Ugh, like, but I wish Zach C was blowing up in the same way because he gives think- me very strong bachelor vibes, but he like has such a I looked up him up on Instagram today for the first time. Terrible following and like terrible content. Like which to me, it's like, oh no, that's actually attractive when yeah. men he's are a normal not person. super. Tr- yeah, he's literally normal. So yeah. that sucks, though. He'll never be the bachelor. Yes. I don't think he will be, but I think Ben, but that's I think why I just- trust his feelings are so ben. genuine, too, because I'm like, he really is a normal guy who randomly went on the show and did not expect to feel how he feels. Yeah. Ben, like, low key could be an influencer after this. 100%. I mean, I'm sure he will. I think he's going to go the route of Sean Booth and start a fitness empire Mm -hmm. and go that direction. And that's all fine. And and not to knock anything that he's talked about or anything like that. I mean, he's really done a lot for a lot of men's issues that aren't talked about, but yeah, but I agree. Great person. More of an influencer vibe than sexy. Yes. But maybe that's a better fit for Tasha because she's an influencer. Well, that's what I had said a couple episodes ago too. Yeah. And he already lives in California. Like it, yeah. it, a lot of it just makes sense versus really she loves Zach C. I can tell, but like what kind of life are they going to have together? Like is Zach C, even if Zach C doesn't want to get into the influencer life, which is incredibly clear, he does not being married to someone who is so involved in it. Like she was the freaking bachelorette. Like this is going to be her shtick for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, and she's going to have to live in LA. He would have to move. It's just, it doesn't work. Ugh. No. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, so sad. All right. Well, those anyway. are all my takes. That's everything I wanted to say. What about you? Same, 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 same. We can oh, do we covered it all. Do you want to do Rose and Thorne or no? Um, yeah, I'm ready. Are you? You go ahead. I'm not ready. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're going to make fun of me, but my rose and my thorn goes to the same person. And it's not somebody from the episode, but somebody in Bachelor Nation, which is Caitlin Bristow. As you can see, here I am wearing my, um, a a new sweatshirt, do or die, a do edit sweatshirt that I've purchased. I also have my new scrunchie stack. Oh Um, my God. You're psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bright. 
Well, because I know for a fact this is not your first scrunchie purchase. I've seen you buy two other packs. I already have scrunchies. And then it was oh, Thanksgiving, no. and they came out with these sweatshirts, which this is like the comfiest thing I've ever worn. No, it does look cozy. What does it say on it? It says do or die. And is that the name of her company, do? It's do edit. So it's like everything's like oh. do. Okay. So it's just – it's the comfiest sweatshirt ever, but – I am really not that bad at ignoring Instagram pushes for me to buy things. Like I, I am, I have my weaknesses like anybody else, but there's something about Caitlin Bristow where she just influences me on a new level. I woke up at 4 a.m. on Black Friday to purchase this online because I was afraid it was going to sell out. This fleece hoodie. <laughs> like this right, that's next level. I'm sorry. Like other sweatshirts exist. I promise you that you'd be able to I get know. another one. So that's she both gets my rose because like thank you for the comfy sweatshirt that I paid for she didn't gift me anything that I paid for and my scrunchies that I paid for but also you get my rose because how does she do this to me I watched dancing I with and the that's just not her. cheap those scrunchies are expensive <laughs> like it's yeah. so expensive this stack was like 27 or 37 yeah that's a, a lot you want to know why I bought them because the name why? of the stack well one they're cute but the name of the stack was bad bitch book club I could not buy that Sure. Yeah, she knows her market really well, and it's people like you. <laughs> it is people like me. I have been fully influenced. Jackie, I have literally purchased. Uh, I, I've purchased other things from her. She shills like this, like um, this facial cleanser. It's like a scrubbing facial cleanser. Mm-hmm. I spent like a hundred dollars on that. Like. I do not do this with any other influencer. You can try to sell me anything and I am pretty good at ignoring it. Caitlin Bristow puts it on the screen. I'm like, okay, I follow Bunny's Buddies obsessively. I'm about to adopt a dog from China because that's where she got her dogs. I don't know what is wrong with me. (laughs) Yeah, I quite frankly don't know either. And I don't really know how to help you or what kind of (laughs) advice I can offer. Um, Does anybody have a support group for I've been too influenced by Caitlin Bristow? Please contact me. I'm sure those exist because she seems to have that effect on people. Well, and it's, and again, like, it's not like I'm obsessed with her. Like, I don't obsessively watch everything she does. I don't, I don't listen to her podcast. I used to, but I was like, meh, I don't really listen to her podcast. It's like, I don't, I'm not obsessed with everything that she does. I don't think she's the greatest thing, thing since sliced bread. Like she's, she seems very nice. She seems very funny. It's just for some reason when she tries to sell me things, I'm like, okay, I'll buy them. So I can't figure out what insecurity hmm. it is in me that she right. is exploiting. I can't quite figure it out. Maybe I'll bring it up in therapy. I don't know. <laughs> I think she just knows the kinds of things that someone like you <laughs> Wants. Basic, a basic bitch who just likes wine and books and being comfortable yeah, yeah. and chilling at home with a dog that doesn't exist. That right. is my brand. Oh, that's is. her brand too. That's what it is. Our brands align. <laughs> you know what? Go off then. Like if, if there are things that you see them and you're like, oh, this fits perfectly with me and my lifestyle, you should buy them regardless of how overpriced they are. These scrunchies do bring me joy each time I see them. Like my scrunchies are all around the house. I'm happy for you. Every time I see a scrunchie, it makes me happy. It's good. Look at this one. It looks like it's leather. Ooh, fancy scrunchie. Yeah. You could wear that out on the town. Right? If we ever can go out on the town again. Definitely not for me now in my house. I know. I know. Sad. Right. All right, Rose and Thorn. I know, I'm going to be quick because I'm over it. (laughs) I honestly can't top that. Um, My (laughs) Rose goes to Zach C. Please, when you get dumped by Taisha, come to New York City and date me. Honestly, that's a realistic offer. Please inquire within. Slide into the DMs. Um, And my Thorn goes to Bet at the Serial Killer. Like, are we kidding? Like, oh my... He reminded me a lot of um, the guy from you. Oh, that too. Actually, and he looks like him as well. Yeah. I didn't watch that show, but I saw that comparison being made online. Sorry, you go. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 it's fine. He looks a lot like Penn Badgley, but the guy from you is so much more aggressive. This is like the guy from, um, what's that movie? The Lovely Bones, who ends up murdering Saoirse Ronan because it's like, Obviously, in the movie, you expect that he's going to do that. I think you, like, know up front that, like, that's what's happening because she's already murdered. Right, it goes um, backwards, yeah. Yeah, but um, 
the persona that he puts on to her in order to get into a position where he can murder her like that is like this very like eerily calm, friendly neighborhood guy. And that was the essence that I was getting when Bennett was telling Tasha that he loved her. It was, ooh, it was creepy. Yeah, it was definitely cringe for sure. All right, that's all. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us yeah, on you. Instagram at Bachelor Lab. And when I say us, I mean Jackie because she's the creative genius. I just like the posts and support them. That's a, a huge stretch. I'm really trying with the Instagram, but it's so time consuming and it's hard. So give a gal a break and throw a gal some likes because yeah. also I think they changed the Instagram algorithm. Like our photos don't get really any likes anymore. You guys don't like us anymore? What the heck? I think they do. It's just the algorithm. <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. It's the algorithm. Good, I'll tell myself that too. Um, Cause they keep, I think it. they're trying to get people to make reels. So, so Instagram you'll be is really not like, maybe, I don't know. We shall see. Anyway, follow us on Instagram at Bachelor Blab. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe. Swipe up. Swipe up. Slide into the DMs. Um, Let us know what yeah. you think. Give us your takes. Do you think that cheating is a deal breaker forever? Once yeah, you're always a cheater. Know. Do you think that the British royal family has deep dark secrets? Do you think that blood splatter, splatter they is don't legitimate think they us? know. The British royal family are pedophile apologists and I will die on that hill and I'm not editing that out of the podcast. Like it is staying in. <sighs> Prince Andrew, anyone? Hello, Epstein's Please. Island. Get to know it. There are so many things that you can slide into our DMs about. We have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. on a lot of different topics. And also, we have- we're really fun, cool, <laughs> chill girls. I'm not that chill, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm chiller than Erin, but I'm not that chill. And she's but- really not that chill, so that really shows how <laughs> how absolutely not chill Erin is. <laughs> okay, I think this has been lovely. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.